Hello, 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 everyone. It is another but a very special edition of Kokoa Radio. I am so sorry that we have not been here for a week. I know you missed us. I know you missed Steven and his many obnoxious things to say about uh, his favorite thing that we are going to talk about tonight. So today's, (laughs) tonight's, this evening's, this morning's, wherever you are in the world, show is about the Eternals movie. Yikes, I hate to be here right now. Um, so myself, the amazing Just Sex Henry is here with my fellow guests and my, oh, well, not fellow guests, fellow co-stars. <laughs> yes, tired. yes. Give us top yes. billing. Top billing, co- bitch. Okay. <laughs> well, the only top in this room I see is, uh, <laughs> not you, Seth. Uh, but we're great. <laughs> I can't argue with that. I'm, I'm a verse king. I'm so sorry. Yeah, come on. Uh, for our come listeners on. who... Who hears this robust voice? Um, just to let you know, I am single, I am hunting, um, and we love a flip. We love trap cards. We love, um, you know, those little things you like hit the top of it and it just flips over. I love that shit. I like pancakes. Uh, <laughs> wow. Anything like you can really just turn over is always fantastic to me. I, 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 I'm here, just my fellow host. Black Word, of course, is here. We already know the introduction. We already see you, sis. And also, <laughs> the Wind God, Vontae. Except region here, table day. And the doctor, the legendary, the most intelligent, most high, the omniscient, the omnipotent, Dr. Showtime. Uh, Lectuka, the knower, sits on the seat above us because he is a top. That is I. <laughs> Thank you. Excuse right, you, so- Latuka goes by they, them pronouns. You can't be cognitively aware and, you know, choose just one gender. You can choose them all. My pronouns are he, him. My pronouns Thank are you. rent and sprint. <laughs> My pronouns are lightning and bolt. <laughs> yes! My pronouns are rest in peace, Cora. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to do an episode and not have to touch on that. That's a sad way to go out. I love my girl. You know, she's very pretty. I love my daughter. I love her down. But... Crystal or Megan, and she still would have lost. I'm like, set her up against Taylor Moon, please. Make that fight happen. I'm like, I can't. What? I can't. That's the thing. Anime nerds know it. Me saying that I know some room somewhere, some anime nerd is gonna go wait, yes, because they, they don't. You, you gotta read the manga. That girl don't play around. It's like Sailor Moon in the old anime and the old show got done like our storm gets done. You know, in every adaptation, they power her down and make her look weak and funk, like and feeble and you know sad. But in reality, you open you open anything with pages, sis is throwing down. That's all I'm gonna say. So I'm gonna say, I think that would be a fair fight. A little bit of magic, lots of weather. We're good. All right. So, are we about to do this? Like, where are we gonna go? Where do we start first? Like, okay, let's just start. Let's start easy. Let's start with our ratings. Ten out of ten. Uh, I'll go first. I give the movie a nine out of ten. Showtime. Uh. Seven out of ten. Vontae. 
I will give it. I'll give it an eight. Eight out of ten. Black word. Okay, this might shock you because it shocked me before I told them uh, about it. I give it an eight and a half out of ten. So how's my my ranking higher than yours? And, and you know, th- this is your brethren. You know, I went and spent my money on that them low budget people, and you said gave me a oh child. Okay, this is gonna be a very interesting show today. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be really interesting. Y'all y'all saying it like we have a group chat. Everyone knows this. We have a group chat, so and like everyone's talking about like oh Stephen going love. I'm gonna love things for a reason. Stephen's gonna hate. I was like, I went to see it, and don't get me wrong, I loved it. I think the reviews were a little heavy-handed, weirdly so. Well, I think but the reviews like, were bullshit. They were oh, yeah. really bullshit. Yeah. yeah, they were. By the, by yeah, the way, they... spo- this is this is spoilers. We're not going to explain the whole movie. We're going to talk about our feelings. But I will say that don't, the, 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 pre, the pre-reviews were bullshit. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. None of yeah, what they, they said were. was like a fair evaluation of the movie that we all watched. Like, what were you, did, what did you watch? Not the same thing I, we watched. Exactly. I think the gravest offense of like those reviews, I've seen like even my peers and people I really respect discussing that the moments of Hiroshima as if it was like this big pivotal scene and contextualizing it as, oh, you know, how you want to say a, the black queer man is responsible for Hiroshima? And I'm like, that wasn't the point of that scene. Like, they took some of these things out of context and then warped the meaning behind it. And I think that fundamentally underserved this film because I'm like, that scene was actually really beautiful to me about his pain, about like the experience of what humanity is capable of doing with something he gifted to them a long time ago. It was like very much like giving like a God moment of God looking at horror at his creations and going like, they're doing all of this when I, A, have no power to stop them and B, I thought them better than this. I don't know. It was rubbing yeah. me the wrong way how they interpreted that scene. Because I'm like, that moment, I would say, is a moment of grand humanity more than anything else. And just looking at the atrocities humans are capable of when technology is in our hands. Because they took something, quite literally, the atom bomb wasn't even discovered before the utilization of being a weapon. It was like something they did by accident. And they went, we can use this as a weapon. And then it became one. Yeah, and Albert... Einstein, I think, was on that team that sort of came to how they eventually developed uh, atomic weapons. And he has always give us some science, give us some history. Had always felt that um, his contributions to that were like the worst thing that he could have possibly done. That he never wanted anything that he um, had worked on to be used to kill people. but that's neither here nor there. Um, I think a lot of those pre-release critiques were like uh, about the quote unquote diversity as opposed to the actual diversity that was in the movie. Um, so they were there were complaints that like, it's too woke. It's one of everybody, every, next you gotta have this, that or whatever, okay. We had all of those folks that have been saying for the longest time, uh, we need to be represented in all forms of uh, film and TV. Right. So Disney eventually got around to it. However, I am so tired of hearing Disney's first gay and did we miss the seven or eight other openly gay or queer uh, characters that it's in the MCU because Loki has been around for forever. I and shit. But see, but that's the problem. See, the problem is that like 
I agree with you to an extent, but I think the problem is, is like, we got our first very declared gay. Everybody else has been kind of like falling to hom homosexuality or bisexuality or queer identities after the fact. But Koye is not even like written as like, she's a love interest of, of that dude in the, in the first, in the Black Panther movie. She's like, she, they didn't know that she's even a queer character in the book. But I feel like Fasto is our very first identified, we're very clear that he's gay from the start character. Everybody else has been like, like passively gay or passively bisexual. Um, I will say saying first is a lot. I would say, I would say first declared gay character, not first gay character. Am I wrong for saying yeah, that? I, I, I hear you because mm -hmm. words mean things. Right. So what is being said though is that he's the first gay character in the MCU rather than he's specifying not. that he's the first very specific type of gay character, which right. is two different conversations. What my issue is, is with folks continuing to say and make Disney so like grand for including uh, a queer character, which yes, we want them to do that, but stop making it sound like this is the first time that they've done that because that's not true either. I think I mean, it's I a ramification of their trickery. Or just giving congratulations for the bare minimum in general, like for something yeah. that he should have been doing. See, I don't think it's a bare minimum either. I think as a result of that trickery that they do with like their marketing, so like they take the characters, like because technically we've had so many other queer characters, right? And they color in the lines through a bunch of nefarious methods. Like if we count, you say that he's the first queer character in the MCU. Are we ignoring the television shows where we have like a bunch of other queer characters um, across the range and they have performed in those minute spaces where it doesn't put the, their international money at risk? Or when they do the retroactive, like, oh, in a deleted scene, he definitely kissed someone. Or when, like, I think it was Kevin Feige was in, uh, was in Endgame as a queer character. And he was talking about his husband, the boyfriend going on dates and stuff at the therapy session with like Captain America and he was like, it's so hard to find love in this city after what happened. And it was just really melodramatic and shit and could have been deleted, it honestly should have been deleted, but they wanted their brownie points for that. I think the fossil situation though does have a level of worth to it at the same time. It's just that because they tried to cheat their way to it to get that diversity points that they wanted and like wanted to be lauded for, it undercut the ability to make a headline out of it of saying like this is the first queer MCU character when or the first queer superhero or anything like that. Like he is the first authentic exploration of it that we see in our face and delivered with a story arc, a relevance to the plot, um, and also the penultimate need that his queerness is centered in his storyline. Like he would not be a part of the story if he wasn't defending his family his boy his husband and his right to exist in that way um mm -hmm. and so i think that's the vitalness to it so i think there's definitely like a middle point in there but the service that is meant to do which i think showtime is kind of getting at yeah. is being erased by the fact that they tried to cut the corners cut the lines through this yeah they tried to make it sound like it was something different than what it was yes should be celebrated as part of being in the one of the biggest selling series of movies ever. <laughs> um, 
but like he wasn't just the first specific like you have to be more specific than that that he there was nuance to his addition that there was um the fact that he it, that Brian Tyree Henry was told don't lose a single pound we want you mm -hmm. exactly as you are to play this character that he was dark skinned and queer straight out the bat all of that context is equally important to his addition rather than just saying oh he's the first gay one oh, okay but it was more than that we also did a little extra things here and there to kind of fool with the gender presentation my eyes kept locking with his earrings a lot and i was like the rings some people started doing saying stupid shit like oh did he make the 10 rings i was like no it's just super in hoop earrings it's like it's not that big of a it's not a big a deal it's just it's just, it's just he's wearing earrings but um quick question how did y'all theaters react to the that tiny ass kiss because i had it was weird energy in my theater when uh when he kissed his husband um when the kiss happened in my theater um i didn't really hear too many complaints i didn't really feel an energy change um I definitely was expecting that. I was looking mm -hmm. for it because he was, you know, a black character, a gay black character, or whatever. Um, surprisingly, they didn't give me the energy that I thought they were going to give. Not like everybody else was saying. Everybody else in the timeline on Twitter, they were like, you know, people were groaning. People were like, "Oh, here we go." They had, you know, just over that small ass kiss. This kiss was like literally ten seconds, like. <laughs> my theater only had like seven people in it nobody gave a shit everybody was like oh okay moving on i'm in new york city i didn't really and i went like at a matinee on a friday uh i didn't feel like anyone i said i sit at the very top of the theater looking down the rest of the peasants because i got money and um <laughs> very i'm very rich bitch very rich <laughs> so i like i didn't i didn't notice anything but i think also like i don't mean getting i don't mean to get deep but where i'm at spiritually i don't try to register those things anymore um mm -hmm. i try mm -hmm. not to because i think i think anything like like they was on i was on, i was on twitter today and i noticed mm -hmm. some posts that people this is just general, nothing like in particular, like, you know, like on Twitter, you know, the girls also have a topic of the day, but mm -hmm. nothing in general. But I notice sometimes how easily we allow ourselves to be triggered by things that I'm come to a space spiritually where I just like people want to be who they are. I'm not in the space to care about people's personal beliefs. I will defend specific communities that deeply affect me or people that I love. Um, but I generally know that like going back and forth with someone about their personal preferences or beliefs, it's just not in me anymore. So I try not to register how everybody else feels about a thing that I exist in. Y'all don't like sissies. Y'all don't like fat niggas. Y'all don't like dark skin niggas. I really don't give a shit. I, with the moment when I watched the scene, it, it brought a tear out of my eye because I think the thing that I, that the thing that like I hate sometimes in queer culture is how much we minimize the victories because they feel like it's just fan service or it's not enough. I think people don't realize 
being 41 and finally getting a movie like B-Boy Blues and seeing a queer person online saying, oh, it's just masculine men. And y'all just always want to feature the masculine, you know, uh, presentation, blah, blah, blah. Like more trans people, more non-binary people. People are not even aware of the history of a book like that, the relevance of it. Even in the time that the book came out, there was no language around non-binary identities. Uh, there are trans people represented in the book. There's a trans person represented in the movie um, that's playing a cis character. But I think that everybody's just like in, in the short sight of their own existence right now. And they're not realizing that people like myself or the, or, the, or the generation of gay men that died right before I was into my exceptional queerness, that we still matter, or that we're still having new experiences, that people like Fastos and, and how minuscule it may be for others that it's just fan service it was the world to me. And I think that like sometimes that I have to sit in a moment deep enough to see that like, this is enough for me right now. And I know that like the door swinging open on change is a process. And sadly, continually, continually it will be baby steps unless it's whiteness or unless it's cisgenderness, unless it's heterosexuality, it's always gonna be baby steps, but we're making progress. And even though like people like Loki Okoye, the gay man in the therapy session, those things all still matter to me, no matter how small they are. And I think seeing a man with his man who was not white, thank you, Jesus, was mm -hmm. not white, embracing no each other. Being a snow right, right. Embracing each other and not like gleaming over the fact that, that they gay, like very clear, like, I love you. We are together. We have a family. We have a child that looks like both of them. Like, I think people don't understand like how much that gave me, maybe because I'm a soft ass Pisces, but that shit gave me, that was everything <laughs> to me. But I think I don't, I'm not saying like, I don't want to say us because everybody's entitled to feel whatever they feel. But as far as what Henry needed in that moment, I didn't see that coming in the movie. There's always, oh, he's gonna be a gay character, great. But I was like, okay, this was just glaze over him being a homosexual. It's like, you know, he may be like a yes girl moment or something like that, something, something, uh, gay Sambo-ish, uh, like a Karamo, shade but true, <laughs> a Todrick Hall, shade but true, um, mm. but like a moment like that, but it actually gave a flushed out, and I think, and I think sometimes too, just like, even in his like identity, it wasn't about him just being masculine or feminine, it was just about him just like existing, and, I, and that was just enough for me, but I think sometimes we operate in spaces, especially in social media, that we allow ourselves to be so easily triggered. We can't control what other people are going to say and feel. And you have the power to respond to things and not respond to things. I think also that realistically, yes, things like racism, fat phobia, homophobia, queer phobia, biphobia, transphobia, all those things still happen. And we all still are under the oppression of those things. And we all still are affected by those things. But sometimes like, for your own peace, you're black, you're gay, you're gonna feel it all the time. But sometimes you gotta find sweet moments to sit and enjoy in and relax and, and feel it. And it's not perfect and we're still gonna get there. But I think sometimes it's like, but just like allow yourself for a moment to just feel happiness and just feel the beauty in something, no matter how small it is. And I'm not one of the people who's gonna say to someone, well, if you don't like it, why don't you go out there and do it yourself? And, 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 and be the change in the world you want to see, Mahatma Gandhi. I'm not going to be that person to say that because everybody doesn't want to be a director. Everybody doesn't want to be in film. Nobody wants to, everybody doesn't want to do that. But I just feel like 
the small victories matter. And it may not matter to some people who live in New York City, who are in a city where it's safe to be gay, openly gay, outwardly feminine, all those things. But what about the people who are not in those places that see a fast those? That is monumental to that. So it can't be diminished, in my opinion. But people are entitled to diminish it. That's what they feel. But Henry's not diminishing it. I'm sorry, that was a tirade. Continue with the show. Oh, no, absolutely. We, you find him. We love you, we, Henry. I have feelings. I have, I have very big feelings about that. So, my heart, <laughs> No, you have every right to have that feeling. I'm like, I went to go see the movie with my straight friend, Keon, and like, we're in New Jersey. And like, people who don't know New Jersey need to understand one thing is that they are extremely racist parts, extremely homophobic mm-hmm. parts of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. We went to go see it in Clifton, at Clifton Commons. So that's by like Patterson. Um, and there's a lot of white people up in there. And so the energy was actually quite different. Like there was active whispers as soon as the kiss happened. And there was active like shifts and like the seats. It was the most audible moment in the entire movie. They didn't, no one got up and booed. No one got up and set fire to the goddamn studio or anything like that. But it was an attempt to make sure everyone around them knew that they weren't exactly comfortable with it. Even though in the same movie, we had just got done watching the Marvel's first sex scene, which is the thing that probably should have, didn't even get in the headlines to discuss like, oh, we fucking in Marvel movies now. They put in yeah. dick in places and shit. And so there was no movement during that. It was just an odd thing to notice. And it's what, for me being like when me in my ownness and in that seat being attempted to make to feel uncomfortable when i'm trying to be able to absorb this moment for myself um of like fossils being big queer beautiful black all of that and also being a representation of everything i actually do love even though he wearing my favorite color everything about this character being something that i extremely resonate with and the outside world doing all that stuff um, it annoyed me. It didn't bother me. I got up and left the movie theater and just didn't really even care that they had felt the way they felt. But it annoyed me in the moment because I'm like, y'all's reactions, as audible as it is, is interrupting my connection to the screen. Um, and so it was just something noteworthy to me because then you go home and you see people complaining about Fostos being big, queer, and dark. And not specifically within our own community, because you know, the whole goal of this podcast and the panel who sits on it is that we are four black and queer individuals reacting to something like X-Men comics, which is a thing that we, let's be real, every single version of what we could be in those comics has a certain sour taste to it. You know, even in the best representation, months ago, I think the first panel I ever joined with y'all, we were discussing Prodigy, how much he meant to us as a character for what he was and then it started getting painted a certain way with how often his narrative was rooted in whiteness that now i don't think we look at the character as favorably like yeah we rep- he represents us as a queer character and a black black character and we love him we hold community for that character's existence but at the same time we're like nigga you've only ever dated white people um you've only ever held your gaze in a white gaze and the only time i think i've ever heard about you referring to yourself as a Black character now is in a storyline that got so rushed that the entire meaning behind it got erased and was done horrifically. Um, so with all that going on, 
I'm coming into the theater and I'm seeing Fosco's, not with a white man, with a black son who is joy loving and is everything I probably would have been at that age. Everything I was mystified by the by the very nature of things around you being greater than life and larger than life. Have your dad fix your bike, have your, your father make you dinner. It was a very beautiful moment. I enjoyed it. I also enjoyed when he beat Icarus's ass. Right, right. But, uh, Fastos was easily one of my favorite characters from the entire movie. Um, Cause he was just like happy to be making shit and wanting to like help people. And that was his whole like shit until Icarus and the girls. He was really happy up. just to give humans things. Like we were his children. He was like, mm. I made them a steam engine. I can't wait to see how they like it. It was amazing. And then, I, mm-hmm. then was it Fina or was it Cersei? Uh, told him, uh, that's a little advanced. It was Ajax. Ajax. Which was that? That's a, yeah. a little advanced. Let's let's wait uh, some centuries and we'll come back to this. Right. Shit, this fucking plow, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, but fast up. Yeah, I want to give. Yeah. I want to give more of the fastos. That fight did everything for me. I think, especially because that nigga was walking around saying he's the strongest eternal the entire fucking time. And I'm really want to commend Brian, you know, for his delivery of how he talked to Icarus. Because something in that spoke some deeply Negro part of me. But how he worded it, like I've been waiting to clip your wings for a long time. I was like, oh, yeah, he, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was like it's like it's like, like, it's like down with the white savior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was mm-hmm. Icarus was definitely giving save our lives. That's definitely mm-hmm. what he was giving. <laughs> it was <laughs> it, that's definitely what he was giving. Like I, I Rob, when, Rob Stark needed to be red, white, and begin. Yeah, like they needed <laughs> to put his ass, like they needed to put that pink head on him again and have his head on that stake again. That's what they did. <laughs> his like, ass had to go. Yeah, because of Eric. Because uh, Aryan Cyclops was really getting on my nerves. <laughs> listen, listen. I was, I'll, I'll, I probably wanted them to kill him, honestly, because you're not going to touch Druid, which I got into a whole debate about whether or not Druid was wrong for what he did. Um, Druid was not well, let's wrong. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about let's, it. Let's ask the question because I'm like, everyone was like, oh, he was holding a bunch of people of color against his will. And I was like, no, it sounds more like if you like the story to me and the lines to me, the dialogue to me with Druid was more like, I don't want them fighting. I don't like them fighting. Because he's like, he's a pacifist. He says, I don't believe in violence. And if I can make them not fight, that is the least I can do. That's all I really need to do is make sure they don't fight. And that's it. Everyone was like looking at it like, oh, he's mind controlling them and he's forcing them under labor and no one gets a choice. I'm like, that's never been anything Druid has ever been about in the entirety like he he liked choice he liked makari because she did what she wanted and then he brought them right. to that land protected them and the sour part where everyone's having that this isn't you you're not like this is when he is forcing them to fight i'm like that's where the moment it started clicking like that's not a thing he really should be doing right and that's when he absorbed the lesson he went i need to change i thought i knew everything it turns out i kind of just don't because the interesting part of how they featured, how they would write, how they had 
Drewrick going through the stories that you knew he would be the turncoat. The thing is, like, I knew that somebody in the group was going to be the turncoat. I just didn't know who it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I should have known that it was going to be Icarus. And Icarus came in very suspiciously in the story with no backstory, no, like, where you've been at all the time, where you've been living and hiding. <laughs> like, it's like, everybody, like, eventually, everybody rolled out, like, where they've been at. So eventually, like, Icarus is the last one. I was like, okay. I was like, oh, so you did this. You killed Ajax, you son of a bitch, first of all. Salma Hayek does mother very well. I really appreciate Salma yes. Hayek in the role. Mother does. It was it was like she definitely. They needed an actress who could emote like that. I don't think. Yeah. And that's that Angelina wasn't great as Thena, but like like Salma had abuela energy. Like 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 she like she seen some shit. Like she like felt Mama like a had. Yeah, she it it was her. Like she is Ajax. I will give her that. Yeah, she seemed like she was she she definitely was given like that very that that nurturing role. Like she really cared, like in compa- really was compassionate about you know the humans and shit like that. The only thing I will say, I was hoping that she had a little bit more fight in her before she got killed. You know, mm-hmm. I was hoping like she was. I mean, she did grab the shotgun. Don't get me wrong; she she was blasting. But I was really hoping that she was going to pop out with, you know, some fight moves or something. But I was fucked. <laughs> I was disappointed. Yeah. I wanted her to have a little bit more um, screen time than she was given. I get why, um, storyline wise, why she wasn't given that much, but like. Summer Hayek and as Ajax deserved a little bit more screen time than she got. Mm-hmm. I think Chloe Zhao yeah. did at least a great job with like allocating this time because I feel like every character had a full arc with like Makari, Druid, Ajax, especially that start of her arriving, her conflictedness with what they were doing. And then like Ajax felt like the character who would have both. And it was like, we can't do this to the humans. This is not right. right. I don't agree with this. You know, I'm the person who's supposed to believe the most, but I believe more than I believe in the celestials, I believe in the human race. And I was like, I believe that because she's very nurturing and she's very healing. Like that moment where she was there, which is also a good moment, like not just of Fastos as a character, but what I got to see of Fastos was the moment of him being held and being nurtured and being propped up because he was feeling low um, by Sama. Like, Ajax's role in that helped me feel so much more. I think this storyline, this entire story will fall apart. And I think that's where a lot of X-Men movies fall apart, is that we don't get a character who gives nurturing to these people who are not just the children to her. Like, we've never seen Xavier be a fatherly person, ever. He's more selfish and militaristic than anything in every single incarnation. And like, dithering, like, I'm your commander, I know better. But in that moment, like her being able to admit that she was wrong, her being able to be there for each of them in their own unique way, from being a mother dancing with Sprint, with, no, I'm calling her Sprint, dancing with Sprint in the kitchen, to the moment with Fostos, to how she did not judge Druig for his decision and his inability to allow pain to exist. I'm like, those were virtuous like qualities. Right. I enjoyed that everybody got a story arc and I want everybody to hear me very, very clearly here. 
if you did such a good job that you made me enjoy a speedster, Makari mm. yes. as a character, I enjoyed from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She that said not one single line out loud. All of her lines were signed, and she was just as dynamically part of the 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 movie as everybody else who was speaking. And the actress is deaf, so it felt very authentic. I loved every right. moment of it. That and she's a speedster, and y'all know I hate speedsters. We everyone hates speedsters. No one likes them niggas. No, yeah, no one, one likes I speedsters. fuck with her though. But that moan when Druid went down, that moan, I was like, she sold that shit. <laughs> she did. When she let out that scream, bruh, when I tell you she gave him a Mac 3 ass whooping, I don't know. <laughs> like, right. she, like, she was really pounding the shit out of him. I think that was, like, one of my favorite, like, the entire movie, she was, you know, she was fun. She was she was absolutely adorable. The actress, mm-hmm. to me, is just adorable. But she was really about that life. Like, I was yeah. her, Fastos, and I was, I guess, Cena was really giving Icarus that work. But Macari, yeah, that she hit his ass with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, he talked all that shit and still got down. But, but yeah, she was easily like, I would say she was in my top three Eternals characters. I'm like, the only person who did not beat his ass like it should have beat his ass was Cena. But Athena was going through shit. <laughs> and 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 that, and that to me was the terrible part of the story too, which I really had issues with. Like, cause like we really talk about the the, the worst of the Eternals between, because like Athena, you know, I love Angelina Jolie. Athena was not my Angelina. favorite. Um, was not my favorite in the story because like you know she had the the wearing way, whatever the fuck she was going through. She was she had all her memories. But it's like her allowing Gilgamesh to die and and Kilgo was just like I mean what's his name? What's his name? Kilgo? Kingo. Kingo. Kingo was, his was the too. worst. The worst. Um, I will say that I'm gonna say officially for the group, for uh Radio, that we are a Karoon Stan account. Karoon is Bay. We love mm-hmm, Karoon. Mm-hmm. Karoon Karoon was a list com- with peepers. He's on right. our list with peepers, you know, like Tuka. <laughs> right. The girls like, we would stand for. Karun was a comic relief that Kingo thought he was. Mm-hmm. Talk yeah, because a lot, yeah, because a lot of Kingo's, a lot of his so-called funny lines didn't connect well for me. Like so a lot of them was very hit or miss. Like yeah, I'll I say that's I why I. He gave me very unlikable, and I. I really wanted less of him. I think that was the point, though. And that's the weird part, because also like, it's why my rating went down so much, because the amount of time we spent with Kingo. I don't think Kingo is meant to be comedic relief, but they got comedian to play him. And so, like, just so happens that his storylines where the comedy is coming from. Because, truth be told, he was kind of, I want to say, he needed to exist in the storyline as a character to go, yeah, I don't know if I agree with what all y'all are doing. And I think that was a fair assessment of going, I don't want to kill y'all for it. You are family and you don't fight family. But at the same time, I don't think we should risk the rest of the universe for this one tiny planet. 
Right. And I'm like, that's a fair point. But the rest of his jokes was just him being an asshole. I think that's the whole thing is that he wasn't a funny character. He was just the asshole character. He was the cocky one using his power, his immortality for self-service and abandoning Sprint, you know, giving her her whole thing that she has. And she was trying to skirt back on in as if nothing happened. But I'm like, you you did people foul. So what is, speaking of Sprint, what are our opinions on Sprint? Girl, fuck that little elf. Man, oh, that bitch straight to I hell. I the only one. <laughs> I don't Man, like her in Mohandas. I don't like her in the movie. She was just there. She is shifting. She has Shyster in both the comics and the movie. I don't fuck with her. I got T-Mobile. I got Verizon. I don't need Sprint. <laughs> yeah, I I personally wasn't a fan of her. Um, I can kind of, I can't say that I can kind of sympathize with what she was going through because you being, I guess, like five hundred thousand years old or however the fuck long you've been in the world. Um, you being centuries old and you're basically still like a child, but you can't have those type of romantic relationships. You can't have those type of sexual relationships with anybody because, I mean, they're going to look at you like a kid. So right. I can I, I can understand, I can understand her plight. However, I felt like it wasn't that big for her to defect to Icarus's side and then cause the end of the world. You know, I felt like in that that instance, I was like, okay, you're doing too much. You know, I feel like, I mean, her character was just like insufferable anyway. I can sympathize with her plight once again, but it was just, it, I just felt like it wasn't worth you doing all that. Oh, well, we can start all over again, bitch, because you're 12. Like, <laughs> like, clearly your God wasn't thinking straight when he made you 12. Like, let's be real. He made you 12 as a joke. And you're saying here, like, that's the issue that I had with the character is that you didn't betray your homegirl because you thought you were on the right side. You did it for dick. And you did it because you were a hater. You two-faced as shit. You were hating ass little girl who, you were saying how you're catfishing people, baby. Let's talk about dick it. The first time we saw she's you, not even going to get. Dick, but she's not even dick take... she's not getting. You have to get that right. handsome dick. She I don't understand, like, why. Up. Go ahead, Go ahead I'm sorry. Oh, I was gonna say she remind. I was gonna say she reminds me of that little bitch from the orphan, only the eternal version. <laughs> because she was trying to, fu- she she was she was trying to fuck that man. She was really trying to have oh, sex yeah. with the man. She was trying to have sex with the daddy. And when that ain't happened, she killed his ass. She ain't go to that extent, but she's showing shit sad Cersei. Not yeah. the fuck out of her. She got her Tory Hanzo sword and stabbed the shit. She got her prison tank. To understand this is the thing that I didn't understand about Sprite's story because like now I'm like starting to really unpack it. And yes, I agree with everyone that like you know you're aging, you're not you're not aging like everybody else is aging. Kingo basically ain't shit. It was like I got tired of moving every time every five years because you won't age, and it's looking kind of weird that you're not aging. But I think I don't know why Sprite did not cast an illusion of herself being older in the face. You could just be a short woman. Mm-hmm. Why can't you just like cast? Because like, she's not smart. She don't go to school. She make up like, stories all day. She lives. She's a dreamer. She dreams a lot. Right. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's just like I just like you just like where where like where's your like creativity? Because like you sitting there in a fucking bar being a six two woman for what? 
Like, girl, be be a four eleven, be a four eleven like doll and get it. But like you out here, like I want to do an aged up appearance. You know, there are women who are not who not do not have full bosoms. There are women who you know who are short. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you could like I mean, I mean, be descriptive. Like, no, I know she has pubic hair or not. I don't know what's going on with her body because you know we're just assessing she's twelve. I don't know, but you know you could just like you know say that you you stay shaved all the time. Like I mean, like I, I mean, she needs a gay friend who knows how to catfish. Cause baby, that was my ass. I was like, sweetie, let me go over here and show you how to be a sissy. Let's show you how to get how to lie to these niggas to get what you really want. You want to get that coochie hit? Let me show you. But she didn't want these niggas. She wanted Icarus. Yeah, that's, which, man. That, and the rumors are true about why that skirt is this, baby. What skirt? Dude, oh, he's like talking about like his, he got the skit, the skirt on the costume. He's the only one which one because his dick was too big and kept showing through the costume. Who yeah. dick was too big? Icarus. Rob Stark. Rob Stark. I don't care. He's upset at me. But I will say to be that clear, like, also he might be kinfolk, you know, on the other side of the ocean. And he's one of those actors like, I don't talk about my personal life because there's been rumors. And he's like, I just don't discuss it. <laughs> Well, you might be a hung top. Um, no, I, can like, see, I can see. I can see that being. A, I can see that being. Right. Your bottoms or. are fun, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> bottoms are great. Listen, either way, there's old, dicks there. Yes, there's a lot to work with there. Now, you're if, if persons I, a little bit. If I'm gonna ride my starship through the through the Milky Way, it won't be him. That's fair. Really? He's not cute to me. Well, actually, I'm gonna be real. The dude, he goes by Big Nasty on like Instagram. He played like yes, the drug yes, yes, that, that yes, 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 yes. And it's mostly yeah. also because I'm like, he needs to play Colossus. Like some people, I'm like, you can get away with being Colossus. He, need to he play, is he Colossus. Play. That's the energy I imagine Colossus got. You need to play in this pussy. I'm trying to be all Tamara. <laughs> let him play in his pussy. That's, Lord a, that's a dick you go Republican for. That, that, that's, my that's don't a, talk to me. I don't need them to. That's that's a white czar you right there. You stay in your place. That's a white. That's a white czar right there. <laughs> John Snow oh, like Robin the Hunter. Also. We don't talk about him. What did he do? John Snow was in the movie for like three seconds. Also, stay in the flat scans, please. That's where he can go. No, that's why probably why she kept pushing that relationship though. Sprint. She kept pushing that relationship on her. She was like, have you been trying? Did you ask her yet? Like, you should really give him more chance. Like, you don't want her to go back to Icarus. You want 50 years of her wasting her time with this mortal. So you can go after Icarus and go, she moved on. I don't know what's going on. Right. Super like mega spoiler moment here. Um, and we can cut this out if need be. Um, no, cut it off. Fuck these niggas. <laughs> You ain't We've seen been told some spoiler alerts. We've been spoiling it this whole time, yeah. baby. Yeah, fuck oh, you. You well. ain't seen it yet. So the post-credit scene that features Jon Snow's character, the voice that's in the background that you don't see a face for, did y'all know who that was immediately, or did you, like me, have to be told? I oh, had oh, oh, to oh, find oh, out on the timeline. Oh, 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 I knew it was Grace Jones. I knew it was immediately was Grace Jones. <laughs> He's like, Marcus, don't touch the sword, darling. Oh, no, that's Lady Eloise. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. 
I didn't you worry go, too much you go, about it. Are you going to turn down a sword like this? A sword staring you smack in your face. No man can turn down this sword. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> now, I, I, like, I, I, I just want to see how that eventually turns out. So, like, I knew, like, there's several, there's several voice of niggas in the, uh, in the MCU. I knew that was not Samuel L. Jackson. I knew no one that screamed that out in the theater, and I was like, "No, it's not." I was like, "That's not, definitely not Sammy J." It, yeah, it's not Samuel L. Jackson, and, and it wasn't. It wasn't um, Falcon. So I was like, "If it's mystical, it wasn't and, Captain African America?" Right, and, I, and of course, you know, recipe Chadwick Boseman. Um, so I knew, I knew it was Mahershala Ali. I knew it was. It was Blade. I knew it was either. I first I thought it was Jonathan Majors as Kang, but then I was like, "Why wouldn't they show him?" Because they've already shown his him. fine ass. You got that face. You show it. I love him. I, I want to see his dick. I want to see. I do too. See but I, 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 I get the instinct he only messes with, you know, the old phase. So can bring the old phase back. You know, this, we don't have a lot of good, you know, derogatory terms. Um, and so Ofe is one of them that I will cling to. I balance between Ofe and Colonizer, depending on who I'm around. Yeah, you know, yeah, make sure the company's right. But definitely, I'm excited. How did y'all feel about, I, I really fuck with um, the representation of the Celestials in this. Because I'm like, I'm yes. so happy that he pulled up on them. <laughs> Man. Oh, God. That stressed me out. That pull up I would was, say like, that, was severe. Yeah, that pull up was like I don't even know if that was a pull up. I, I would say if there's a something bigger than pull up, I would use that. Yeah, that was that was that was some big ass shit. Like them clouds moved. <laughs> like you can't say moved. spin the block now. Yeah, so like I didn't <laughs> crop that UE and pull the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, like, I would hate you. Go ahead, baby. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, Arison is definitely giving Regina George. Because when mm-hmm. he pulled, like, because when he pulled Cersei up there, he was like, "That's what you think you're really pretty." <laughs> so that was cosmic pussy kind, and that was a lot. That raised at one point five score points to me. So I was like, "It all depends on how they end it." I was like, "Go off." <laughs> like. I think the thing that was like really and like they made Arisham scary. It was just like, like nigga, he like peeking down on the world, like, what y'all hoes doing? Show me what you got. Like, 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 like he was like, yo, yo, Arisham is the big worm of the MCU. You got, you got, what you got <laughs> in my forty, homie? Like he was like peeking, and then like, do you see the size of him outside of Earth, and you like how small they are to him? Like that shit was like. Like CGI, everything Marvel, you did great on this. Like I loved it. Like, but the, that that shit scared the shit out of me. I was, if I was a little kid, I'd have been fucked up behind that. Nope, I didn't that like is, that at all. I that hope that is a good sign that. of how Galactus is going to appear in the MCU. I think when that nigga pop up, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't he can't be that. He threat can't be... you look at, and you know that the Avengers can't beat them. You look at some right. shit like that, you're, like, you're not winning that. There's no way but you, you know, beat that. 
But you know, you know what's funny though? How the fuck did Sue Storm ever manage to take down a celestial if they that fucking did? She cheated. White privilege. That's what she used. I mean, See, like her son did the same. I mean, the Sorcerer Supreme has defeated them. Like, the Sorcerers of Earth got together. It was, like, during the IVX event we don't talk about on the podcast because we're outside of it right now. It was we're, Civil War too. It, it was, was my II, background yeah, on my actually, phone for a little while. I consider Civil War II a precursor to IVX, honestly, because it, it, it was. Uh, so... Secret Empires prequel. Another time that we don't speak about. Yeah. But that group spell that he did just to get rid of the Celestials in the first place it was like supposed to be a statement like you need big shit to handle them. So Sue Storm, you know, what's more powerful than white privilege? She tanked an attack by a Celestial. It's the Karen Force. It's more powerful than the Phoenix Force. Right. She put on her bob. Secured it. Got the finger ready. You know what? You know what I wanted to bring up too. How do we feel about Star Fox? I don't think about Eros at all. Breakers. That's the weird thing. Rapist. Rapist. Gives rapist vibes. Very strong. Well, he, ra- he raped She-Hawk in the comic. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, he did. I feel really indifferent about it. I'm just like, he uses his abilities to emotionally manipulate people. And he had been emotionally manipulating Avengers to have sex with him. And She-Hawk is basically defending him in court. And she realizes that he that, that he also had, she also had coerced sex with him. It's post-Purple Man. I think Purple Man as a representation yeah, of how, like, how, I don't know how that power about, like, is. Marvel better fix that because he's a rapist. Yeah, it's if they really... give him the purple man treatment, it will be it'll be creepy, but not like rapey. I think that's the where they're going for because they hyped up him as like, oh, I'm such a great person. Like, there's too much ego going on in one moment that I hope that they subvert that and go like, actually, he's actually a pretty big asshole, disgusting individual. And just because he isn't Thanos, like I think that dichotomy would do a lot more for me. Is that he has a very quote unquote conventionally attractive face. Um, I won't put it that way because he's a white man. I don't look at white men like that. But to people who will probably be the predominant audience of these type of movies, he is attractive. Yeah. And so looking at that versus Thanos, who's giant purple, and he's like, he's framed very much in this deep, menacing way. But he's like, I see myself as a hero. I'm going about this because I know it's what needs to be done. There's too many people in this universe, so I'm trying to fix it. And low-key, by extension, he's also working against the Celestials. Which is the caveat to this movie that renegotiates everything we know about Thanos is that by having the forces in the universe, he thereby solves the issue of the Celestials needing to exist, but also prevents them from having any more emergencies. Emergencies. Right. Emergencies. That's the plural. Yeah, emergencies. Um, which I think it, it shades everything a lot different. Um, just like the fact that Arishim was not technically an evil person. He was like very much like, this is just the facts of the matter. Like the universe exists in a cycle of destruction and recreation. And there's only a finite amount of energy that exists at any given time, unless a celestial gets involved. This universe can't continue unless you keep getting born. That earth might have some great people and you guys are really great for being empathetic towards that. 
but it doesn't change the economic facts that something needs to die in order for a celestial to be born. And so, if, but I also appreciate the fact that he didn't make it about you killed my son. It was you guys decided to save the Earth's life over these celestials. I'm going to have to review this and understand why or if it was worthy. And if it isn't, we're going to have to come back and make a celestial. It was also alluded that like Tiamat, Tiamat was down with his own death. Mm-hmm. That like he he connected to the to the Unimind to end his own life also. I guess he had some affinity towards the Earthlings too. Yeah, but it was kind of like that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, baby. Oh, I was going to say, it was kind of like that in the comics, though. Um, He definitely, he he developed like a a sense of, uh, like some type of connection with humanity. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it it would make sense. Yeah. Maybe he just has good entertainment. He thinks it's funny. He saw slavery happen. He was like, oh, this is a huckle. Wow. wow. That's another that's another <laughs> thing that was brought up during the um during the whole little rants about the movie was that they were the Eternals were present for slavery and they didn't do anything about that. So how do you guys feel about that? Look, they mentioned them. in the midst of that, Ajax said that they were not allowed a million fucking times she said that they were not allowed to intervene in human conflict whatsoever regardless of if it was fucked up or not they established in the movie why they did not address those things they said it in the movie and plus it was really strategic how they decided to address something like that because if they had did that during the moments of slavery i think it would have been taken completely different and the movie would have been like really political to a bunch of different audiences i think the moment that they chose before slavery way before it was them going like this is insert this into any moment in human history and this probably would have happened this is the schism that causes it is that they saw atrocities they were upset they couldn't do anything about it and so as long as they don't get involved they can go about the world icarus was moving very much like sky cop for them like he's I 100 is my own hit canon, but I need to think this so that it helps me accept and digest everything. The only reason why they probably didn't do that much, like Fostos and the rest of them, when shit got deeply personal, is probably because of Icarus. And, and the interesting part. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, that's it. The interesting part is they would have in- interrupted slavery if they had known they had to maintain a certain level of population to get Tiamat to rise. Because, like, slavery puts things backwards. Remember when, like, Ajax had said in the movie that, like, uh, when Thanos snapped half the world, Tiamat stopped, stopped rising. So the thing that, like, they needed, like, over 7 billion people on the planet for Tiamat to rise through the Earth and, and be born as celestial. So it would have been in their best interest to keep slave, to stop slavery from happening Knowing that it will it will perpetuate Tiamat rising, but they clearly didn't know what they was on Earth for. So I do think that like, you know, one of my friends, um, shout out to uh, formerly known as Dow Jones, had mentioned, or was it Dow Jones? I don't mention. Somebody had mentioned that like there could be there could be situations that like like you know people had who said this. Okay, I remember who said this. Okay, it's not Dow Jones, scratch that from the record. Um, someone had mentioned that, like, what if he had, like, like 
uh, Fastos have given him the cotton gin, not realizing, trying to help human beings, not realize that it perpetuated slavery even further. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that, like, like even like the Hiroshima bomb and situations like that, I think Fastos wasn't aware of, like, he gave human beings too much credit. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, Fastos should have learned probably centuries ago that human beings ain't shit. But I know that, well, he's like... from a generation before, an era before race even existed. Right. Like, race didn't exist in the context when, like, fossils dropped here. Like, literally, maybe, like, another 5,000 years later, they start calling him black. And it's like, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, I just... It was interesting. Um, but what do y'all think about the deviants? actually liked how they did the deviants because for some reason I hated the deviants of the comics because they look like have you ever seen that show called The Squid Billy? Yes. <laughs> like they yes, look sir. exactly yeah they look exactly oh my like God. that in the comics. Like I read Neilman's run. I was like why the fuck they look like that? They is not scary at all. But this one I like I like how they did them because they were menacing and then they adapted quickly. Mm-hmm. It like was a they, lot more terrifying the when they, yeah, I'm going to say that they, they're a lot more terrifying when you see that they eat powers. Basically, yeah. Yes, <laughs> especially when they're eating eternal powers. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a very interesting part. Also, I like that. Uh, but, go ahead, sorry. But that one deviant, I forgot, uh, I forgot Crow. if they gave him a name or not. What's his name? Crow. 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 Did, yeah. did they say like, his name in the movie? Yeah. Okay, I never noticed. So a lot of people felt like um, he kind of served like no purpose. Do we agree with that? Or... Uh, I feel like he, I feel, I feel like he was a necessary plot device because the Deviants were they they were they were they were siblings in the midst of it all. Like they were both mm. playthings. Like the Deviants had a mess. They, they had a purpose and so did the Eternals. And I think the thing that would have been much more conducive if they had worked together, because they both were being manipulated by the Celestials. That's what I thought was going to happen. I thought Crow showed up and then everyone immediately stopped fighting each other and starts squaring up with him. And I'm like, right. but y'all, y'all suffer the same exact thing. Athena, right. on the other hand, I would completely understand like her. Like, I don't give a fuck if we have the same circumstance. I don't give a fuck if you're just following your instincts. I don't care. You killed Gilgamesh. I don't have oh, any other comments for that. <laughs> There's no other shit to talk about. So you yeah, killed the nigga who was down for me. I had one thing. You took it from me. Yeah, I was mad to kill Gilgamesh. I wanted to fuck him. Oh, yes. That's a hot piece of ass. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like nigga, you can cook. And you strong. I love a useful and man. you a sweetheart. Right. Right. Love on me like that. Like, come on, yo. Like, like, like. But, but, that, but that was the one thing that somebody had said on Twitter read the shit out of them. Like, how much, like, that like in the midst of like just the, watching one movie, see how much closeness and togetherness that the Eternals were a family, unlike the Avengers who like try to like undo each other every chance they fucking got. The Avengers are the worst. They yeah, have they, even Icarus felt the pain of what right. he did. And he, he was like, no other into this. He's like, right. he joined the Unimind. He like asked for forgiveness. He's like, I fucked up. I, I did this. I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought you all would agree, and it turns out like none of you do. And I'm just as bad as you. Like he killed Ajax for being disloyal. He said, "I don't understand how you're doing all this. I don't understand how you like betraying everything you stand for." 
And then he goes up to Cersei and is like, I can't do it. I get what she was talking about now. And then he pussied out the set facing his consequences and flew into the sun. But okay. Little bitch. Icarus flew into the sun. Hmm. As he as he should have been. That that's, as not, he that's been. it's right, such a complex is. metaphor. Like, I don't know, guys, hmm. you guys understand that. Icarus flew into the sun. It's sucks. That's art. Insert insert Miranda Priestley groundbreaking. <laughs> and that's why I rated it at 8.5 is because Chloe Zhao was doing so many great things but then some of the things that she did was just kind of like okay and I'm not sure if it was her decision or it was the decision of Marvel going like okay but then he flies to the sun right because he's too much like Superman and it's like no then you keep him around he has his whole redemption arc you show that you can do bad things as a character but you can still read I would love Icarus. He stayed around and has his whole redemption thing. I love villains no. who got to redeem themselves after I don't doing want some horrible die. shit. No, I don't want no more white people being saved. Let them die. Mm-hmm. I don't want. I don't another one. Another white person because like that be, that puts them further to the white savior role. True. It's just my favorite trope. I don't know why. Like you know, I watched Once Upon a Time. My favorite character was Regina. Oh, I love Once Upon a Time. That last season, love the that girl so down. Sis could do no wrong to me, and never did. I love Fuck Snow White. Regina. Regina made the show. Oh, they kept torturing my girl every episode, and you know, and they would show you just why she's being tortured every single episode. It's like, and then she killed a whole village of people because they didn't give her an answer she was looking for, and yeah, so that's yeah. why she's going through what she's going through. It's like, damn girl, you you was down bad back then. I I still want you to be happy, and that's why I, I love about stories it. like this. I'm like, I wanted to see that with Icarus, but I guess they had to kill him. There was too many Eternals. Like I said, I thought most of them were gonna die when going into there. Have to find out that the best ones survived. Druid, Thena, Thena. I feel like she needs there needs to be a better circumstance. She suffered from like Marvel level fight choreography where they have the right. whole, like it's the movies when they're bigger like ensemble the people that the fighters get watered down so much that you don't really get to appreciate like oh she's a really good fighter i like how she I'm used her power i like how she was like she would make a weapon and then in mid-swing make it a different weapon and then that's how she just fought which is that she turns her weapons to new weapons every time she swings that was nice the fighting could have been better I mean, I, I enjoyed the fight, like the, the pirouettes in the air, the movement. Like she was very graceful. I just, I just wanted more speaking roles out of her. I wanted more. I want to know who this woman is. Yeah, I was gonna say because she really didn't have good one. She's she a had violent like, I mean, she, dementia, and that was it. Yeah, I was gonna say she had some serious Alzheimer's going on. I mean, she started swinging like shit, but she really didn't speak. <laughs> but you got it. Well, I got why it was like that. I appreciated this depiction of like mental illness in this character. Some people were like, oh, it's kind of fucked up that she had mental illness. I said, like, no, people with mental illness do exist. I'm just happy that she wasn't a damsel in it. Her specific affliction made her more dangerous to everyone else, not because she was so weak or a damsel, but because she was capable of beating their ass. And it wasn't that she was doing shit that didn't need it to be do- done. 
she was reacting to her things she already knew the trauma of the past of like knowing that we're going to kill everyone here we need to all die before we do that yeah love it love it any final thoughts um airsham girl don't hurt us <laughs> i i finally get why lovecraftian horror is is scary that was very scary um please don't hurt us please 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 and fossils is a wizard yeah and sandfast yes. goes back to his husband and his child because i would like to see them again yes please Showtime Gowns, beautiful gowns. Uh, I gave the lowest score out of all of us. So that's what I got. I loved it. Um, I'm very curious what, what part two was going to look like, but I loved it. I'm very excited. Would you read a comic? No. It still didn't move me to read the comic because the artwork is ugly. You name the re new one? I like the new uh, artwork from the latest comic. I don't, it's just ugly. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't stop like ugly, uh, ugly artwork. It's hard for me to watch an ugly artwork. I just can't. I just, well, I just can't. The don't look like squid billies. Exactly. Well, Vante and me are going to sit beside it. We're going to watch it because, you know, Thanos just became I'm the Prime still Eternal. reading. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm reading it. The story okay. is interesting in the comics. But they are the I'm low happy budget more powerful. Oh, that's the thing I was going to say I was upset about. The only one of the other things I was upset about is that they weakened some. And I get why they did it, but I don't like the levels of which they were just weakened. I would prefer they did anything like, hey, say if they're in their costumes, they have more powers. And I'm like, there, I will feel more comfortable. I'm like, okay, I get it. But I did not like how the how much they jacked them down. Like Ajax get her ass beat by some deviants. I'm like, Cersei not being able to transmute living matter. I'm like, ugh. Right. Druig. I thought that was her weakness in the comics. Maybe I'm not familiar with Cersei. Literally, the first thing somebody she has be, that limitation though. It's like some other heroes. So it's not Cersei. Cersei controls okay. all transmancy. She's the strongest eternal in the entire species at that. And so the one of the things she recently did was fighting Thanos and that put him in the ground. Was it she changed his molecular chemistry and we gave him these like mushrooms all through his nervous system that exploded like they put like fiery pus through his body to weaken him overall so that Tina and Kingo could fuck him up. And it was the most damaging thing he's ever been through. Cersei is one of the most powerful I'm need, Yeah, I'm gonna need that Cersei to kind of pop up soon because. No, don't get me wrong. I love Jenna. She she she's great, you know. But I I need her to kind of turn it up to like the '90s Cersei at least. With that being said, um, because we just broke Henry discussing Eternals too much. Uh, thank yeah, you guys for stopping by. We'll this has been you great. Guys next week, hmm? and and next week we are back to reading our books. We have Excalibur twenty five, Hellion seventeen, New Mutants twenty three. Sword Tent and X Force number 25. Strangely enough, there is no Child of Magneto this month. There's no Child of Magneto on, on, on the in the books this month. They try, they try, I don't know, they try to make us suffer. They keep trying to erase that shit ever happened. They try to make us suffer. They trying to erase that shit ever happened. They pushed into the back that they did like on um, Robot Jones back in the day. They tried to remember they changed this. 
yep, when they changed the schedule so that you didn't remember it was on, so you stopped watching it, and then they can just cancel it discreetly. Yeah, they they heard our they heard our show, so they mad at us, so they getting revenge. I found out writers be listening to me on Twitter, so yeah. you said what? Writers be looking at me on Twitter and they be like all for my fucking mentions, um, or liking like really shady shit. Can't say it's my fucking face though. I'm nice. I'm very kind. I'm very generous. Shots not fired. too much though. Not too much. Spider Man, not the hottest comic I've ever read. And if you listen to this, let it be known. Burn, bitch. Thank you guys for coming to KRKA Radio. Love you so much. Love you down. Tuning in next week. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.